Welcome to Cryptid Crossroads 505. I'm Larry. And I'm Vince. Welcome to the show where we talk all things cryptid, Sasquatch, aliens, hauntings, and anything paranormal you would like to share with us. You can reach us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. So settle in, open your mind, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Cryptid Crossroads 505. We're doing the next episode just for you. Just for you. Welcome back to CR505 Studios. That's right. So, as we always do before we get started, we're going to give a shout out to our fans. And uh, we do it with the toast. This is for you. Uh, it's it's not for us. It's research purposes. That's right. It helps us uh, concentrate and maintain that... Uh, this is what helps us channel the aliens. <laughs> there you go. That's what I was looking for. That's where you were trying to get yeah. to, yeah. So after we do this, it, we do channel the aliens, if you want to believe that. Either that or we're just drunk. <laughs> uh, maybe a little, maybe bit, a little of bit of both. Anyway, to you. <sighs> fire water. That is fire water. Now, just real quick... Before we start our discussion, you talked about channeling aliens, right? And that's pretty interesting because uh, I read uh, it's been a few years ago. I read the book written by Sammy Hagar called Red, right? And it show he explains how he came up and how he even went to gypsy fortune tellers and they foretold him that he'll have a career under the lights and this and that. And but he's got a strong alien connection, and uh, <clears throat> he felt that the aliens were channeling information to him. And he's another one who said it was all about numbers. Right. Well, uh, we talked about on a past episode, we're going way back now, uh, concerning Nikola Tesla and right. how he did mention that he said he talked to the Martians. He called them the Martians, that he heard voices and it was from space. But that man was also all about the numbers, the, the genius things he did. And we've told people, if you're holding your cell phone, when you flip the switch on and your lights go on, all that technology is accredited to him. Right. Uh, everyone thinks it's Westinghouse and, you know, the Rockefellers. And, it's stuff that was stolen. <clears throat> yeah, from. yeah. He, they, they ripped him off, and, but they did him dirty. But, but nonetheless, he was just doing it for the benefit of mankind and not the money because he gave his fortune away to keep people employed in, in Westinghouse right. when GE was going to take it over. And uh, anyway, he himself... Right. Well, now with Sammy Hagar, Sammy Hagar was all about the money. He was a musician. Well, but he was a very, maybe the numbers played into the music. Of course. And look, if you, here's a theory. Kids that learn to read music and play music, music's all, it's all about numbers. It may be 4, 8, 16, 32, but it's still about numbers and breaking them down and making those numbers make music. It truly is. Uh, 4, 4 beat. You know, 4-2 beat, uh, right. quarter notes, eight notes, 16 notes, 32 notes. It, music, it, it's fractions. It is numbers. And they say kids that learn how to play music, they do better in science and math. Right. Uh, they do just do better <coughs> overall in school because 
learning to read and play music stimulates a part of the brain that encourages learning. Right. And, uh, now, Sammy Hagar would say when he was asleep, the aliens would uh, establish a link between them and his brain. Right. And he could actually see the inside the alien aircraft or spacecraft, whatever you right. want to call it. And um, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe, maybe it helped him in some capacity because he was a very, is to this day, he's 74 years old. He's a very successful musician. Right. He's, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but he's written a lot of songs for other people. I mean, some of Rick Springfield's biggest songs were right. Sammy yeah. Hagar. I remember them talking about, he, didn't he write Jesse's Girl? I don't know about that one, but he wrote a, I Would Do Anything For You. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the one. That's yeah. the one I'm thinking yeah. of. I know he wrote one of those and he's like, no, man, it sound better if you sang it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and just, or Rick Springfield told Sammy Hagar, you know why I had more success? Because I look better. He said, Sammy, you may sing better than me, but I look better. <laughs> well, wow. anyway, and, and that, uh, that kind of, went over to Sammy Hagar's business side, too, because he was a very savvy businessman when he got into the alcohol business. Right. And uh, they opened that bar, that bar in... Uh, Cobble Wobble. Yep. It was uh, it was failing because he went in partners with the Van Halen people. Right. And uh, when, when it started failing, he wanted to put more money in it because he believed in it. But everyone said no, so they bailed out. So then it was his. Right. And well, then it, bl it blew up. Well, you, you, you know it was failing if the Van Halen brothers were in it because they were drinking all the profit. There you go. And uh, that just showed you it's true because when they bailed out, it, he, he got successful. Right. But anyway, just another example of somebody who claims to have channeled the aliens. Right. No, no. And there's, there's many, many people that say that that happens even what we call lay people, ordinary people. But what we wanted to talk to you about tonight is back on the Sasquatch topic because that's what we do and that's what we love. Tis the season. Tis the season. It, you know, here in New Mexico, the weather's getting warm and we're about getting ready to gear up and go see if uh, it's going to be suitable for us to make our way into the, the forest there. And uh, once again... Do our research. Right. Right now is not a good time to go. Um, we, we could get through uh, whatever mud's left or snow. That's right. no problem. But if you've ever been in New Mexico in spring, you know the winds kick up. No. And we've we've been there at night when it's windy and it's just Horrible. a total bust. You it can't is. hear nothing. You're miserable outside. Yeah, it's, it, it is a bust. But, but it's going to be that time real soon. But the topic tonight is... So, back on the air is episode three of Expedition Bigfoot. Episode, no, season three, oh, episode two. Yeah, season three. And we recently watched episode two, which to me is one of the best episodes from the series. Right. Now, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, spoiler alert, you better plug your ears. That's right. If you don't want the spoiler alert, plug your ears because we're about to divulge some really good information from that episode. Right. Now, I was telling my brother, Finding Bigfoot, that's all we had at the time, like we were saying, and we watched it. But compared to what these people are doing, Finding Bigfoot's a joke. Right. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that show. I, I love watching I it. Yeah. I, I probably watched every episode they put out. but I did too, but here's my thing. They didn't really get down and dirty and, and camp out and do the research and use technology like these people are doing. Right. You know, uh, let's, let's say toward the end of episode uh, season one and one of the last episodes, that distinct big print they found. Right. We'd never seen that on Finding Bigfoot. 
Not like that. Um, they've had some so-called thermal hits, but yeah, I, I don't know what, what's real and what's for TV. I know. But what we're getting to on this episode, which is episode two, season three, Expedition Bigfoot, uh, there's toward the end of the episode, of course, you know, they saved the best for last. There is a scene where uh, one of the characters are in a valley. They're walking through the river looking for evidence and whatnot. And as he stops in the background and it was caught perfectly by the cameraman, you see a shadow cross and it's not a small shadow. And it had to be pretty high because they show the ridge it walked across. And I, I watched it over and over like four times and I'm like, that's a pretty defined shadow. Right. Now, I watched it several times also because the first time I saw it, I thought, oh, maybe it could be the guy's backpack because the sun's coming down over the ridge <clears> and uh, the shadows are right, cast right behind him. Right. But he's in the shade, so I saw him move. It wasn't his backpack. And, and they showed it again. Thing. It is a, an upright, walking-on-two-legs creature, right. but you could just see the shadow and it... It like takes a big step, it like from tree to tree, right? Right. Now, here's my thought. I thought, okay, because this is a TV series, was that done for the series? Did they? But I, of course, there's ways to do it. But I'm, I'm like, is that really? Because it, if that's genuine, that is hella good evidence. Yeah, that was really good. Now, on the nighttime, was it the nighttime investigation? Yeah. Uh, with the Maria and what's the other guy's name? I, I don't remember his name. Um, uh, you know, I'm bad with names and I'm sorry. It's because I'm old and Viagra affects my mind. I mean, did I say Viagra? <laughs> it should make your mind sharp as sharp. a pin. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was Mariah and that other guy that stayed together. Right. Now they're investigating. They're, they're down in a, a similar situation where they're at, at a river and there's steep ledges on both sides. Now rocks keep coming off at night. There's a, a fish trap made right. with sticks and they think maybe the Bigfoot made that and at night they're trying to come down but these guys are down here camping so they can't get down there. That's why they're throwing rocks in the river and uh, at night they, they hit the lights just right. There was a shadow ran across in front of them I, and it yeah. disappeared. So, But they don't know because of all the lights uh, they don't know where the shadow came from or... And that was a distinct shadow, too. And that was a big shadow. Yeah. And, and they were actually camping out in front of what looked like a fish trap. Uh, as they were going up through the river, they noticed this. And it, it was distinct. And it does stand out. And it looked like, you know, a fish trap that, like, primitive man would use. Uh, and we all know because archaeology says this is how they did it and blah, blah, blah. And, but they could still be doing it today. Right. But it is definitely a fish trap, and they camped in front of it, and they started getting all the activity of the rocks being thrown down toward their way. And and, and it wasn't just one. There was a lot of rocks being thrown. Right. So that says, was there just one? Was there more? Who knows? Uh, anyway, if you haven't seen this episode, to me it's one of the best ones yet. I would encourage you to check it out. Now, Ronnie LeBlanc is a guy that stays with the okay, doctor. With Dr. Maria. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it comes out on Discovery, but, you know, we I have Discovery Plus and we stream it whenever we want. Right. And I, I'm not sure that uh, it's even out on Discovery yet um, because it usually comes out first on Discovery. 
the streaming. Oh, on the, okay. Well, then we're privy, so I hope you have Discovery Plus. Right. If not, man, spend the five bucks if yeah. you're a Bigfoot enthusiast to check this out. And you know, uh, Animal Planet, they're the ones who show Finding Bigfoot. Right. They, they'll play marathons or show <clears throat> it over and over, old episodes. But for some reason, uh, Discovery, or, or it comes out on Travel Channel, I think, doesn't it? Because that's part of Discovery. Mm. It does. It's so, a tra- travel but, channel episode. But, but they'll play new episodes, but they need to start having marathons, like at least play the first in two seasons, like Animal Planet yeah. does. And s- it's, it's good. I mean, it, it blows away finding Bigfoot. It does. But see, here's my thing. I just stream it and watch it whenever I want. I don't, I don't really watch live TV anymore. Um, I'm a cable cutter. And I, I like the streaming services because I get only what I want and nothing more. Right. And I cut out all the bluff with all the other bullshit, you know. And uh, and I'm going to say this one thing. Discovery Plus has everything I like. There's a lot of paranormal on there. Yes. But you'd be surprised. There's a lot of other things for... So if you're a man or a woman and you're into Bigfoot but your significant other isn't, Man, there's plenty of other programs that they could watch as well. Right. Now, I'm not trying to sell Discovery Plus, but I'm just saying if you're into Bigfoot, Paranormal, that's your channel. But if we were going to sell them and they want to sponsor us, wink, wink. We're right here. <laughs> no, he, he, there is a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And uh, as a matter of fact, I just talked to him, and we'll talk to, about this in a minute, about uh, another um, series on there. And I had just discovered it. He, he He's watched most of it. Yeah, I have. It's pretty good. But we'll get to that in a minute. We will. Now, now back to uh, these guys. I, I love this show because they're out there. Uh, they're out there in the middle of nowhere. It shows you the terrain map. Right. Or on Finding Bigfoot, they're always on a road. On you the you ro- ever notice the, that? Yeah, they're on a road trip. No, 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 no. no. Even, even, even when they do their investigations, they're walking on a path. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, but... Th- and see that I noticed that, and the difference between Expedition Bigfoot is these people get into the wild where these creatures would habitat, where they would live, hunt, sleep. And you're right, finding and, and Bigfoot, they're all they they look like they're in the deep woods, but I guarantee you, if the camera turned around, the road's right there. And there's a couple cars behind them because yeah. I'm I'm not you know trying to knock them because I probably couldn't walk much further than Bobo, but. <laughs> <laughs> But well, they're, Bobo, they're not in shape. And these people on Expedition and Big, Bigfoot, they're, they they're in better shape. Yeah. They could go out on that terrain. They are. But the, the thing I get from Expedition Bigfoot compared to Finding Bigfoot is they're totally serious about finding this creature. Right. Uh, they, they want closure, which I do too. Right. And I, I like the methods. They're more scientific, uh, more sound methods. Right. Uh, finding Bigfoot, you see them out there playing a drum set. You know, I get it. I get it. You want to pique Bigfoot's curiosity, and he'll come in. And <clears throat> we, we talked about this off, off mic all the time, and I'm sure we've mentioned it, but I don't believe you could go out into the forest and find Bigfoot. No. If you stumble across one, it's because they want you to see them, or it's just you're like you hitting the lottery. They, they screwed up. Yeah. And I believe you got to bring them into you. Well, my theory is you're going to know that they're around because, for one— you're in their territory and they don't want you there. That's the first thing. That's how they'll let you know that we are here and you're not welcome. Number two is like my brother said, you're out hiking, you're going through the woods and they're strolling, getting from point A to point B like you and you cross paths. 
Right. There's a lot of those sightings. But I, I think it's more you're going toward their territory. Right. Because I'm sure they know where they're way before we know they are. I, I, we, we know that. Right. And, and we've been lucky. And I think the spot we have is it, it's right in the, I guess, in the middle of one of their paths. That's why we have, we've had the uh, interactions we've had right. because they're passing through our area where well, we go. But they don't mess with us too much. They let us know we're there because there's other humans. They, they understand that's a human area. Yeah. So they, they're kind of stealthy when they go through. But we picked a good location because we're far enough off the road where no one's going to bother you or, you know, make too much of a ruckus. But down the road is the lake and the day people at the lake if they're fishing or whatnot if they catch a fish and they gut it they throw all the guts right there or right along the bank and whatnot so for a creature that's looking for quick protein that's any creature in the forest yeah that that lake is a good source of a free meal so i i say that they do use that Um, of course these are they're excellent hunters we all know that they survive We've told you people there's plenty of berries and everything for them to survive. The water's there. But every now and then, maybe they take a stroll to the lake to have some sushi. Right, right. Like you said, it's easy meal. Easy meal. Yeah, and um, a lot of times <clears throat> you could use the, the lake during daylight hours. There's no camping. Right. So <clears throat> they have the run of it at night. They do. Now, I did pull up some uh, Squatch maps and in our area, yeah, where we go, the the mountain, Hamas Mountain, there's not only that place, but we have several dots throughout our state of New Mexico, which was surprising to me that these creatures have been spotted. They're known to go through or habitat. And because, you know, I think they pass through. My first, you know, my first thought was they pass through. But after going up to the Hamas for as many years as we've been going, they could definitely just settle down and live there and have generation after generation if they right. want. There's no need for them to leave. No. Especially since, uh, well, people say they follow the game, but the game stays there, so why wouldn't they? Because they, they shut it all off during the winter. Right. And then as you go toward Los Alamos, that's government man, government land. That's shut off. That's shut off. All year round. And the, the elk herds we've seen... I showed a video to one of my friends who's an elk hunter, and he said, where did you shoot that? Yeah, I, I, that time we pulled over on the side of the road. Yeah. There, there was, I'd say, a minimum of 70. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum. And he said, I have never seen a herd like that. I said, we see them all the time. Yeah. Uh, deer, I've showed him videos of deer just roaming around and that we've been like three feet away from on the side of the road. And I'm like, these, these creatures are all over here. I have video of turkey, quail, you, you name it. It's there. So these creatures, if they want to stay in habitat there, right? maybe it's not a big clan. Maybe it's just a small family, which we've been told is there. Uh, they, they could definitely sustain their livelihood. Right. And uh, there, there's other predators we've run into. Uh, I've run into a bear. Uh, we've mountain lion several times. Yep. but. I don't think they'd be any match for a Bigfoot as far as, you know, a territorial dispute. Yeah, but back to what we were talking about. But before, Expedition yeah, before Bigfoot. we get back, you said we picked a pretty good spot. Yeah. 
<clears throat> now, I would argue... Oh, the spot picked you. <laughs> right. No, I, I was going to say nothing happens by coincidence. That's right. Just the way I think the spot picked me. It did. The way it, hap- it played out, it did. And, you know, I, I tell people that you had your initial encounter. You had the fear you had. You left everything, the fire going, all your camping equipment. Don't all say you, that. I'll get a ticket. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all you took was what mattered to you, your kids, and left. Right. Uh, even... You had to pick up the shoes, but who cares? <laughs> and I tell my friends, he left. They went down the mountain, and they didn't come back till sunrise. Then they packed it up, secured the camp, and they they left. They got the hell out of there. Right. I, I said, and it took me a little convincing to get him to go back up there. Right, and it took, told it, me. it took me a little bit just to even tell him because I, I was off for a while. I think I was on vacation because... My kids were on summer vacation right before school, and I remember sitting in bed or laying in bed thinking, I'm never going back there ever. Ever. Never, ever, ever, ever. Right. Okay, but let's get back to uh, our, our show. Our show. Expedition. Uh, we're like uh, two housewives. <clears throat> we watch our shows. That's right. And this is one of our shows. Anyway, and like we were saying, in this show, there's just so many, I, I don't know, I give them kudos for what they do because they have so many uh what's the word i'm looking for uh techniques where they're where where they're trying to lure the creature in and like this episode started they set off a drone with a primate hormone and it sprayed the forest and they weren't the only ones that were hearing activity so this forest got drenched with primate hormone now, 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 the drone they use, just to give them a little background, it's uh, new <clears throat> technology. They're using it for crop dusting. Right. And, and they, did, they did show how it's used for crop dusting, and they did give credit to the agricultural industry saying, this is what they're doing, but we're going to use it, and we're going to spray primate pheromones. Uh, pheromones. Pheromones, yeah. Pheromones. Yeah, and uh, the way I like... Uh, um, about Expedition Bigfoot is they use algorithms. Right. So they compile all the sightings, all these accounts of Bigfoot, and uh, I guess the computer figures out where their the next likely encounter will be. Well, so that's kind of how they picked their target area. They did, but but on on, on last season, right. they were there and they weren't having a lot of luck, and he ran to the guy at the that, gas station. Yeah, and that's why they went to this area. Exactly, but and and in this area. They went back to where they f- found that big footprint. Oh, uh, Matt, that was uh, one of the best prints I've yeah, ever it, seen. I, me too. It was so defined. It was great. I was like, good God, cast I, that. I was just waiting for, oh, I hear the brush pop. Right? No, yeah, right. Paul Friedman. Yep. Yeah, God rest his soul. But they went back to this area, and I'm like, and you should. This is the area because... Uh, once again, there's water, there's life, there's game, there's everything that they need to sustain life. And I thought it was a smart move by going back because that print was on point. And you hang out long enough, they're going to say you're in my territory and you got to get out, which they were kind of doing. Right. Now, if, if you're familiar with prints, you've seen them, even the Paul Freeman, you could see some definition. This has got to be one of the best prints I've ever seen right. because... Man, those toes were perfect. Oh. And and what seals it for me is uh, these guys are outdoorsmen. They are a, a, prim, a doctor, a primatologist. Right. Uh, they went and they looked and 
They're like, nope, these ain't bear tracks. Because sometimes a bear track will be confused for a Bigfoot because the way the uh, footprints... Uh, yeah, it, bear walks, print over print. Print over print. But still, when they do that, you could see the middle. Yeah. No, I if 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 you go look at the last episode for yourself and see the print, you're going to be like, holy crap, that is a good print. And it's definitely, it looks like a human print. Right. Just bigger. Just a lot bigger. But what I liked is where the toes dug in. Yep. That was a selling point. But what I'm saying is they were right to go back to this spot because of that print. And, you know, we're creatures of habit, so they are too. Right. Um, supposedly all everyone that's gotten hair samples or whatnot and the, the ones that weren't afraid to disclose it said you know it's it's primate but it's got some human dna and i was watching another series that i need to tell my brother to watch and it's called the lost tapes and i think this is all done for tv i i, I haven't made my decision yet but there's one particular episode on bigfoot and they go through the uh, possibility of not evolutionary, but you know how so they take it back to the time where there was, uh, I'm going to put it in layman's terms because I'm gonna, not going to use all the scientific cave women that got rogue and supposedly like Gicantopithecus that was roaming at the same time and they interbred and that created what we know today as a Sasquatch. Right. And they kept interbreeding and they bred with humans and humans were rogue and they were rogue and they just throw that scenario in there and some of the sightings of people say they've had. Uh, one guy who claimed he was a hunter said he had the opportunity, he shot a male, and then he killed a juvenile. Well, he got so scared that he feared, he said, oh, I did so bad, I did something wrong, wrong. His partner, when he came upon the dead body with him, said, oh, we got to bury it, we got to cover it. He said, this is wrong, wrong, because it was so human-like. He said he actually held that juvenile, because he shot it in the neck, and watched take its last breath because it suffocated in blood. So they covered it with branches and whatnot, and they went about their life and told someone else. Well, they went back to try and find it, and they just found a, a piece of, like, the hide left, and they sent the hair off for analysis, and it came back that it's partial human. It has human DNA and primate DNA. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's a pretty good theory. And but the thing is, it's it's all theory. It is, <clears throat> and I've I've we've talked about this before. I've heard other theories where, like, they go by the tracks. Now you you got several different kinds of tracks. Uh, you got the ones that are real human like, and those are the Bigfoot, and the ones where the toes are sprawled out, right. and those are supposed to be the true giants, the Sasquatch. Now a lot of people <clears throat> don't differentiate between the two, but some people in the Sasquatch world do, right. and that's how they tell them apart now the bigfoot does have human dna where the sasquatch is genuinely giant ape right no uh, i i just you know there's so many programs out there some are just i'm gonna call it what it is some are bullshit some are just for entertainment well uh, there, there's too many that are bullshit yeah. How about that but some are really genuinely out there and trying to do their research and prove that this creature exists. Now, 
I'm going to throw it out there. My my son contacted me and my brother, and he said we should go to the Big Thicket because we always hear about the Big Thicket. He called us and said there's cabins for rent in the Big Thicket. So uh, we may be headed to the Big Thicket for a weekend. Now, if we go, we'll let you know. And uh, we might be able to, of course, we're going to take all our gear. That's right. If we go to the Big Thicket, we are definitely podcasting live from there. Now, if you see a, a video clip of him running away and me screaming something, throwing me around. Then that's not fake. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, that's, that'd be awesome. I'm excited to go down there. Uh, yeah. I was, my son, he did, he called us and said, hey, there's cabins for rent down in the big ticket. And I was like, we looked at each other and said, we should go. Yeah. And, and we'll go with that hesitation because uh, his boys will go with us and they're yeah. usually armed to the teeth. Oh, yeah. But. they. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, they they got the weaponry. Yeah. yeah. All, all, all we'll take is our, our telescope and our infrared. That's right. That's and right. extra pair of underwear. Well, I, I won't wear underwear because I may be changing too much. Well, we might have some good uh, <laughs> good contact if you don't wear underwear. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I, we were going to touch base on a, another uh, series on Discovery Plus. Right. It's called... Uh, <clears throat> What is it called? It's called uh, Alaskan, Alaskan Killer, Killer Bigfoot. Bigfoot. And uh, it's a series. I, I think this is their first season. Is it? Am I right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I just discovered that today because I, I watched um, see, season three, episode two of Expedition Bigfoot last night. But I wanted to watch it again because I know we we're going to talk about it. So I watched it again today. And then I saw that popped up because on Discovery Plus, it has a thing like, you may in, be interested in this right. and that. So I'm like, oh, man, that looks good. It is good. So I, I, I watched the first it. two episodes, and it's really good. It's about the town in Portlock, uh, Alaska, right. where they had a cannery. It's, it started in the early 1900s, and everyone, uh, they basically abandoned it because people were getting killed by Bigfoot, yeah. dozens of people. Now, I, I don't want to blow too much of it, you know. I don't want to spoil too much. But in the second episode, they had a historian come on. Yes. And he said, that's the third time they've abandoned Portlock. Right. Uh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. The, the first time it was uh, the Spanish explorers. Right. They went and they tried to settle there. Nope, they left because uh, their people started getting mysterious sickness. And then they started getting ripped apart by some unknown creature. So they left. Then after that, I, I want to say uh, English or another explorer. Right. And he's what Port, Port Lock was named after. And same thing. They tried to settle it, but they had to pack it up and take off because they were getting torn apart. Yeah, and see, and, and I never knew that either. I thought it was always just the the settlers that made the cannery from Port Lock. I thought they were the first to settle there. Nope. But you're right. In that in that series, it does discuss that, and uh, you know, even these people. If you watch this series, these people they they get feelings like we're being watched and or sickness, sickness. And yeah. um, you know, well, one of them had to leave because he. Oh, right. Wait, am I jumping the gun too far? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Uh, what, what they've been getting sick, and they said that's <clears throat> one of the telltale signs. I guess they could use sickness as a weapon. Right. It's, I, I, I never heard that before. Uh, well, it's, it's, it, I think that comes from the infrasound. Okay. But, but this creature, uh, the, the locals in Alaska, they say it's like a Bigfoot, but they have a different name for it because it has supernatural powers. Right. And I, I can, 
Ninik or something like I can't remember. Yeah, I, the I'm not even going to butcher the name because the, the the locals will send me emails saying, "You idiot, you can't even read." No, not they're not going to say that. They're going to say, "Hey, we we send you a plane ticket so you can come visit." Oh, I <laughs> would, I would. We'll never leave Portland. I would send it, send yeah. it. Um, I'm going to be like Joe Biden. Oh, oh, just. Send it, send it. Me, I, I may, I may leave jelly, but just send it. I, I want to go find one of them uh, Sasquatch guys and smell his hair. That's right. I, I heard, I, I heard they're the key to uh, our oil problems. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> anyway, back to the subject. There's some really good, interesting documentaries, movies, and uh, series. Right. And Discovery Plus, Tubi, check them out. Uh, we watch a lot of the stuff because we're into it. Right. But I also go and I read uh, like what people post. I look at YouTube videos just like y'all should. If you're into it, you should be doing too. But what's before we leave and end, what's going to happen next week is I've been reading Chariots of the God by Eric Van Donneken and... We're going to talk about that on the next episode. Now, I was telling my brother, the intro to this book says, if you're a believer in God and you're a stout Christian, this book may shake your faith a little. And some of the theories out there that he has are pretty radical. And uh, they're not that radical, I guess, because he sold millions of books in many languages because people truly are into this, they want to know, and they believe. But my point is, there's some facts that some scientists that he brought up talking about Earth-like planets and why aliens can exist is what I want to touch base on. Now, for this, I'll make sure I have all my notes right and everything's going to be pristine because when I was reading it, I was blown away. I was like, that makes perfect sense because we as humans think that we are the ultimate beings this is the only planet that supports life and we are it think again right but we'll bring that to you soon coming to a podcast near you that's right anyway thanks for listening we hope you like what we shared with you and we're not joking man go to discovery plus and watch all these series right you know that thing that thing man it only costs four ninety nine. <laughs> it's well worth it, though. It is. It is. And if you're a squatcher, that that's or into paranormal, right, or into anything, because they right. got everything. They got it for you, man. Anyway, we're glad you stuck with us and listened to us tonight, and we hope you enjoyed it. And have a good night. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And be sure to reach out to us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. Peace. Peace.